This is the Champion Forum Podcast with Jeff Hancher, the forum for leaders, champions, and dreamers. It's Lem, and I want to welcome everyone back to the Champion Forum podcast. As we record this episode, it has come to my attention that it is National Podcast Day. And to be honest, I didn't even know it was a thing. However, this would be a great time to thank you all for making the Champion Forum podcast a part of your leadership journey. It is only an 18-month-old show right now, and it has already reached international influence with listeners all over the globe. So we realize there's a lot of content to be consumed, and we want to personally take this moment and sincerely thank you for investing time to be a part of our community. We remain committed to helping everyone lead, inspire, and win. And of course, we have Jeff Hancher in the studio today as well. It's good to be here with you, Jeff. Always good to be back in studio with you, Lem. I'm fired up and ready to go for some more content in Champion Forum headquarters here. Absolutely. So, hey, you recently consulted a client in the process of hiring a vacant leadership position, I was told. So we've talked on this show in the past about what leaders should be looking for when hiring, but we never specifically tackled when a senior leader needs to hire a leader. Yeah, so we, you and I, uh, we we obviously always catch up on what's going on with clients and you know different stories uh, of what I'm seeing out there, and that was one that came up in some discussion. And uh, you know, as we got talking about it, obviously we realized that that's not a topic that we've tackled on the show. We've talked about uh, you know best practices of hiring, questions to ask, things like that, but we've never tackled in the 18 months of the show. We've never tackled how to properly hire. A leader, and uh, so th- this is really for the leader of leaders today. Yeah. Uh, but but look, I would say it's it's really for everybody because at some point you want to keep progressing in your career. You want to get to a place that you are hiring other leaders, and this is a specific area that's critical to the success of an organization, and it's one that many leaders can benefit from because we we have to get this right. And there's no doubt that it's a very specific scenario that it simply has got to be done well. You know, we hear John Maxwell all the time say, everything rises and falls at the hand of leadership. Mm -hmm. And I have found that to be absolutely true. Hiring leaders for your organization is something it cannot be taken lightly. Leadership is something that is the engine of every organization. I tell my clients all the time and and folks that I mentor, folks that I coach, you know, not having great leadership, uh, but having a great product or service is no different than having a Lamborghini without the engine. Yeah. It looks great in the driveway. It looks great on the outside, but inside it's useless. Mm -hmm. The car will not go anywhere. And that is why it's so critical. Adversely, I would tell you. You can have a very good leadership structure and an average or below average product or service and make it work well. You're still going to win races. If you have a Lamborghini engine in a Ford Festiva, if that (laughs) is even possible, you're going to win a lot of races. Right. It might not look pretty, but you're going to win a lot of races. And so it's so important that we get the right leaders in the right place at the right time. But yet, there's many pitfalls that come with that. So that's what we're going to kind of talk through today. I like that. I like that. So 
What advice, what advice would you give to a leader that needs to hire another leader? Well, it's going to happen. You know, if you're a progressive organization, you're going to need to hire leaders. As you scale your business, as you uh, increase market share, as you increase revenue, uh, you're going to have to invest in people. You're going to have to invest in leaders. So some criteria that I always look at uh, without, you know, going into a, a four-hour training session that obviously is out there and available, but I would really boil it down to three criteria that cannot be overlooked when you have to hire a leader. And those three criteria really are methods, results, and culture. And you can't have two of the three. You surely can't have one of the three. You have to have all three, methods, results, and culture. If you break that down a little bit more, Lem, you have, you have methods. So methods tell you that they can be reproduced in others. Mm -hmm. That's the importance of methods. Because if you have results without methods, it might work for you, but it can't be reproduced. Right. And I always say that great leaders can teach what they know, but they're going to reproduce who they are. Mm -hmm. Methods is who the leader is, not necessarily what they do. And a great way to ensure that a, a leadership candidate has the proper methods is to see their results over the long haul. Mm -hmm. You know, sustainable results over time typically tell you that there's some methodology. This is not the one-hit wonder. This isn't that they, they had one good year. Right. This is something that they've applied. They have a system. They have processes in place. And then there's the results. Results... I don't want to downplay results, but here's what I'll tell you about results. Results are really the ticket to the dance, but results alone are not enough. Results should get you the interview, mm -hmm. but they might not get you the job. And this is where many hiring decisions go wrong. You know, you have that, uh, that person that has all the trophies. They got the best brag book going. Uh, you know, they got all the credentials, all the, all the certificates. They got the 15 presidents clubs, uh, whatever it might be. And we get so drawn to that as hiring leaders. It's like a moth to the flame. Mm -hmm. You see all the polish on the trophies and all this stuff. And we just get so excited results. Yes, they should get you a lot of interviews, but they're not going to get you the job. Right. So yes, you absolutely have to have them. Nobody wants, you know, somebody that hasn't proven themselves, uh, in a specific role. Uh, but, what got you here won't always get you there. So results, yes, they'll get you the interview and uh, you should be attracted to results. They mm -hmm. should more so be a knockout punch. If you don't have them, you can't come to the dance. Right. But results alone are not going to be the thing that gets you the job, which brings us to, to point number three, which is culture. Culture means focusing on the who and not the what. We mm -hmm. talk a lot about that on the show. And when you're, it's no different when you're interviewing or looking for a leadership candidate. You have to focus on the who and not just the what. The what is the results. The who is the fabric of who they are. What are who are they bringing to the workplace? Mm -hmm. We should be ensuring the candidate is going to be able to adapt to the core values that we've established, uh, collective behaviors that make up our organization. When you hire employees for cultural fit, you are ensuring your odds of having a much more successful hire. Mm -hmm. You know, adversely, if you hired great methods, great results, and a bad culture fit, 
culture trumps everything. True. And you can have great methods and results, and that's going to get you profit. Uh, it's going to get you revenue. Uh, it might even get you customer service, but it might not get you a leader that can re- reproduce other people, reproduce right. Right. other leaders. Uh, you may have turnover issues. They don't like their boss. We talked mm-hmm. about that even recently. However, I would also caution uh, the hiring manager, hiring leader, don't fall into the trap of defining culture as a specific way a person looks or their background. Just because the majority of the leaders on your team are males doesn't mean that you should only hire another male. As a matter of fact, I would tell you that if the majority of your team is males, you should look to hire a qualified female for the role because there's something to be said about having a diverse team. So be very cautionary on how you're defining culture. Uh, Just because you have 85% male executive leaders or leaders on your team doesn't mean you should hire another one. Mm -hmm. So be careful of how you're defining culture. We should be looking at things like values, um, behavior uh, trends in our business. And a great way of increasing your odds of making a great hire for culture is to hire from within. You know, a, a hire from within, there's benefits to that. Because you've got to see their culture on display. Mm -hmm. You've got to see them uh, travel through adversity, uh, employee-to-employee conflict, uh, employee-to-leader conflict. You've got to see them navigate this at their highest emotion. Right. And highest emotion pulls out behavior. Mm -hmm. So there's something to be said about uh, greater odds of culture fits come from within. But this is going to require that you have to have intentional succession planning as part of your strategy. Mm -hmm. And again, there's traps with that. Don't fall into the trap of hiring from within on culture alone. They need to be able to do the job. And uh, and maybe we can tackle that even in a little while. But uh, you can't just hire on culture alone, Mm -hmm. meaning they, they look the part, they act the part. Uh, they're likable, all of this stuff. You've defined them, check the box, they're a culture fit. If they don't have methods, they're not going to reproduce. Right. They might reproduce culture, but hey, last I checked, uh, we're, a, we're a business. Yeah. We need results. Yeah. And so you've got to have all three. Uh, I always call it the three-legged stool. Mm-hmm. A three-legged stool doesn't stand on two legs. True. And it surely doesn't stand on one. You've got to have all three in place to make sure that you're getting the proper fit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's the trifecta of what you need to have in a leader. And I like what you what you finished up by saying is they need to be able to do the job. So what would you say? What would you say is the biggest mistake that you see? Well, um, man, there's a lot of pitfalls that we have to avoid. But if I if I were boiling it down to the most common one that I see, it's that hiring managers hire on what the candidate has done versus what they can do. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between what you've done and what your ability is. And this is especially a risk when promoting from within. And don't make this mistake. And it's a big one that you make, especially from hiring from within. Uh, because we see what they've done and we get excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've never lost, you know. Uh, they're going to the Hall of Fame in their current role. That right. doesn't mean they're going to be good as a leader. Oh, yeah. And so we've got to determine if they have the skill and the aptitude to lead effectively. Mm-hmm. That's a whole different conversation. And we often make bad hires from within because 
we're basing it off of how great they have been up until now. Uh, and look, that could be dynamic and it could be great. But again, that yes, that should get them the interview, but it doesn't necessarily get them the job. Because what we're doing is we're looking at their results. We're looking at their awards. Uh, they're definitely a culture fit. We can see that. Mm-hmm. We've seen their body of work. Again, to my earlier point, they're, they're liked by many. They have the quote-unquote DNA that we're looking for. But these things alone do not guarantee success in the next role. Mm-hmm. And the risk you run is promoting the person, and then they fail. Right. Man, this has so many negative uh, aspects to it. They leave the company, or you fire them, worse yet, and now you're out not only a good employee, but now you have to fill the role again anyway. Yeah. And here you promoted this person that was excellent at their job. Mm -hmm. Matter of fact, putting them into leadership... Uh, you were you were probably a little concerned because how are we going to make up those results? Right. You put them into leadership. You make a bad hire. You put this great individual contributor into a leadership role mm-hmm. to have them fail as a leader. Now you're out a great individual contributor, and you're out the leader that you need. Yep. And now instead of filling one role, you're filling two. Yeah. And so don't be jaded by the path of least resistance, which is one of the common things that leaders do. There's a lot of pressure to hire. Mm-hmm. Uh, speed to hire is important, but not at the sake of making a bad hire. So we have to ask ourselves, are they the best candidate or the easiest candidate to place the quickest? And there's a difference. It's easy to place internal candidates fast. Right. We already know who they are. Yep. Uh, there's not a lot of red tape with HR, mm-hmm. you know, all this stuff. We can get them in fast, but again, high risk at times. And a great way to combat this is to create a personal development strategy for those people in your organization that you've identified as promotable, mm-hmm. but not ready. Right. You know, well-placed. I think they can get there, but they're not ready yet. What are you doing leader to get those people ready? Start giving them assignments and tasks related to the position that they could potentially get promoted into. Mm -hmm. We know they're good at what they do now, but are you giving them small tasks into the role that they could be in to observe, can they handle this? Uh, Now you're getting to see them kind of doing the job without giving them the title. Mm -hmm. And this is not only good for the organization, but great for the employee being developed. It's a true win-win. It's engaging that person, and you're basically getting to interview them on the job. Right. So you have to be asking yourself constantly as a leader of leaders and looking at these candidates, am I looking forward or am I looking backward at what they've done? And the secret to selecting great leaders is to predict the future, not reward the past. Right. That is absolutely critical. I like that. I like that. I've I've actually been in that situation myself and have made that mistake. And I learned that not every Michael Jordan makes the best head coach. Truth. Sometimes you just need that person to keep doing what they're doing, and you need to find them a leader for their position. And the whole organization will succeed. And also vice versa. Not every coach was the best player. It's true. You know, it's it has to be that mess. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. When we put them in those situations to see can they be both, that way we protect both them and us because nobody wants to lose Michael Jordan. 
It's it's so and it's a valuable point. And 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 oh by the way, Michael Jordan's putting rings on your finger. Oh yeah. Right? Yeah. And so this is like big, big risk. Mm-hmm. And not to mention if if you're listening and you have an incentive based type of organization where mm-hmm. um the individual contributor the individual contributors get paid based off of performance. Right. Uh you know, because if you have that dynamic you might be promoting somebody into leadership where they take a pay cut. Exactly. It might not be long term. Yeah. But year one. Yep. Year two. Mm-hmm. So now you got this person putting rings on your finger, rings on their finger, mm-hmm. MVP status, and now they go into this because they're saying all the right things. Right. Their money goes down. The pressure goes up. Right. These are risks that uh, you know. Back to your point, not always the MVP makes the great coach. Exactly. And so, you know, if you're, uh, call it above average, but not an MVP, mm-hmm. you might make a great candidate for a leader. Exactly. Because, uh, you know, you have that upshift in income potential, which is always a good thing. Mm-hmm. Nobody likes to lose money. Nobody. So if you're, you know, a solid uh, B plus, A minus, mm-hmm. and you're not uh, the MJ, you may upshift into this leadership role. So now you're not discontent. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know enough to know you're hungry for more. Right. You've displayed aptitude. So it's a, it's an absolutely great point, Lem. So here's the question, though. But what if, what if a leader does not have the luxury of hiring from within? It's that's absolutely going to happen in big organizations and small organizations. Mm-hmm. That's going to happen from time to time. And there's 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 watchouts for both. You know, the big organization. The benefit that they have is there's a big sea to fish from. Oh, yeah. Um, but you run that risk because just because you have a big sea to fish from doesn't mean you have an ideal candidate. Exactly. And so, again, back to path of least resistance. However, you may be listening and you're a startup or uh, you're in a smaller business and you're scaling fast. So you have to hire from the outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, that's a good problem to have. Uh, but again, hiring, you, you're going to live and die by who you bring on the team. This is true. You're going to live and die by the leaders that you place. Uh, so I would just say, basically, if you don't have somebody to hire from within, you're doomed. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Obviously, there's there's things you can do uh, to help increase your odds. Hiring is one of those things. There's no silver bullet. There's no guarantee. Uh, I always say when you're 100% sure, you're about 60% right, internal mm-hmm. or external. Yeah. Um, look, there's many benefits to hiring from the outside as well. And I, I, this should not be a one-sided conversation. There's benefits from going outside. Hiring from the outside helps bring new ideas, a fresh look uh, at your organization that, frankly, everybody else in your on your team might have missed altogether mm-hmm. because of the old adage of, we've always done it this way. Right. You bring new eyes in, they see scenery differently. Mm-hmm. And so there's absolutely some benefit of bringing somebody in from the outside and stirring up what potentially could be some stagnant waters. Right. However, it does come with risk. And uh, look, some advice. Uh, if I were to bullet point a couple of thoughts in my mind. One, don't go at it alone. Mm-hmm. Have two, three other people interview these candidates from the outside within your organization. Mm-hmm. Even if they're not senior leaders like you, get other people involved in this hiring process. What that does is there's a benefit to this. Multiple interviews, it allows you to see if this candidate is consistent in their messaging, consistent in their delivery. And this this draws out the who that we talk about and not the what. 
And look, maybe maybe you're alone at this thing and you don't have two or three other people to help you with interviews. That would be a great time to email our team at jeffhancher at thechampionform.com so we can get you some resources and get you some help because you cannot miss the hiring. The second thing I would tell you uh, with hiring from the outside is you have to ask great questions that draw out substance. Now, you should be doing this with internal candidates too, but it's critical with outside hires. And I would tell you situational questions are best. And how to think about a situational question is, tell me about a time when. Mm -hmm. Asking questions, they call it the STAR method, is basically, it, it takes away from a polished professional giving you these canned, calculated, vague uh, responses. Right. You know, don't right. ask somebody, are you a hard worker? Oh yeah. Hard work's so important in business. We all need to be working hard. That doesn't <laughs> tell me who you are. Like I need to know, tell me about a time when type questions. Exactly. And don't be dazzled by their communication skills and their polish alone. They better dazzle you with communication and polish because you're thinking about making them a leader in your organization, but don't be dazzled by this stuff. You need a leader with substance not just the polish on the outside, mm -hmm. but the substance on the inside. High polish, no engine. The car stays in the garage. Yep. And so don't ask good questions and dive into substance. Some examples that I'll give you of questions that I like to ask when uh, helping clients hire leaders and that I've asked myself, and I'll just rattle through a few. They'll be in the show notes for you to get as well. What motivates you? Mm. I love this question. This really gets into the who. If they say something like money, the follow-up is, why is that important to you? We want to get to the emotional side of these people. Right. This pulls out the culture. What drives these people? Mm -hmm. You know, what, what is going to get them through the valley? What is going to be that emotional connection that gives them that attitude of never giving up? Yeah. Another question I like is, who has been your biggest influencer and why? This tells me, where do they go? Where's their lifeline? Uh, have they been intentional about who they surround themselves with? Because mm -hmm. I always say on the show, two things can change who you are, what you read or consume, and who you hang out with. True. I want to know, who is in your circle? The other question I like is, what accomplishment are you most proud of and why? This is where you're going to get some off-the-wall, crazy answers sometimes. Like, you're going to get things like, well, you know, I kept the same job for three years. Like, you want me to celebrate that? That's not an answer. Like, I want to talk about a time that, you know, you took over a project that was failing. Yeah. And they came in and you had to rebuild it and create a 90-day strategy because a customer-driven demand uh, required immediate attention. Mm -hmm. I want to hear about when you were in the foxhole, you know, and, and helping, helping the platoon win the battle. Right. Like, I want to know that stuff. And another question I like is, if hired, what would be your 90-day plan? Mm. And why this is a great question, Lem, is it, it allows you as the hiring leader to find out, are they a strategic thinker? Did they come into the interview thinking about it? Now, if they give you some garbage like, well, I really don't know your business yet. Uh, I don't really know where your problems are. I get that. And I'm not saying you need to know my widget and customer base and market share. And I get that. But look, you should have some broad ideas of what you're going to come in and do. For example, 
well, look, you know, in the first 30 days, I'm going to rehire my team. I want to make sure I have the right personnel in place. Mm-hmm. I'm going to I'm going to make sure that they understand my leadership style so that we can drive effective communication. Yeah. I'm going to learn what processes and procedures look like. The first 30 days I'm going to assess by day 90, I'm going to start executing the plan for change. Mm-hmm. Like that's what we want to hear uh, from a leader coming in. This gives you the idea of a hiring leader to say, They've either been there before or they have prepared themselves well right. for this opportunity. A couple more questions that I like is, tell me about a time when you had to handle a disagreement with a coworker. Mm. If you start getting garbage answers like, look, you know, that kind of stuff comes up from time to time. And, you know, we've got to be able to be assertive and work through those things. That's a vague answer. Yeah, You need to reel them back in and say, tell me about a time when. This is going to get through the polish and get to the substance. Mm -hmm. I don't want your canned interview prep answer. I want you to tell me about a time when. What you really want is when you ask a question, boom, they're responding quick because that's easy. I've been there before. I I have those scars Mm -hmm. and I can show them to you. The other question I like is tell me about a time when you've had to have a tough conversation with a peak performer. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, look, if they're an individual contributor, maybe that wasn't the case. Uh, so you're going to have to diffuse what questions you ask and what you're trying to get out of the candidate. But, man, this is going to let you know, am I getting somebody that's assertive? And am I getting somebody that's willing to lean into tough conversations? Mm-hmm. Tell me about a time when you had to have a tough conversation with a peak performer. It's one thing if you have to have a tough conversation with a C minus player because you hope they leave anyway. <laughs> but you you got to go into you got to go pull the A player into the room that's bringing you know forty percent of your revenue. Yeah, and you're gonna put them in their place. Yep. Let's see what you got, leader. Tell me about a time mm-hmm. when. Last question I'll give you is um, what is the biggest problem you have solved as a leader? I like this because um, man, if you've been through battles, mm-hmm. you remember them. Yeah. And you remember that time when, mm-hmm. and you can talk through what that looked like, because think about it. What we're trying to do with a leader, we need a leader to be able to solve problems. Right. That's why we're hiring them. What you don't want is to hire a leader that's coming to you all the time for validation. Exactly. What's the point? Yeah. Uh, you need to hire somebody that might have to ask you questions early on to learn the business mm-hmm. and processes and systems, but we shouldn't be teaching somebody how to solve problems. Right. Like I want somebody that's been there before because history is a predictor of the future. Yeah. That's why we got to get these questions right. With the right questions combined with the right interview process, you will be able to increase your odds of hiring the best candidate for a leadership role in your company. I love how practical and simple you have made this because it can be a scary thing, bringing another leader into something that you have made and something that you have nurtured. It should not be taken lightly. So we hope that this has been beneficial to you today and we thank you for joining us. Listen, you can go on to thechampionforum.com forward slash show notes, and we have them there for you. We can get them emailed right to your inbox weekly. If you would like to, you can sign up right there as well. Thank you for joining us. Remember, 
Leadership is a journey. It's not an event. Great leaders are built over time. So should you need additional assistance or feedback with your challenges on your journey or with your organization, make sure that you email us at jeffhancher at thechampionforum.com. And someone from our team will set up a time for you to connect with Jeff or one of our leaders on our team. So until next time, we thank you for being a part of our Champion Forum community as we seek to help you lead, inspire, and win. And always remember that you have been set up to be a champion in this life. The Champion Forum Podcast with Jeff Hancher. Lead. Inspire. Win. Win.